0: Hello and welcome, and also thank you for tuning in to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 516, taped on Tuesday, the 19th of December, 2023, at 23, 56, 53. Yep, here we are again, just before midnight. And I'm back with another show. Consider this a bonus episode. I was not really in any state. I am not really in any state to be podcasting quite yet. But I had so much to talk about. I thought i'd do this episode and just a reminder that this is one of my original type episodes where i do little short reviews of lots of things rather than one long review of one thing and what else do i have to tell you oh yeah just before we do the pre-show Instead of telling you just the mic I'm using, I'm now going to tell you what my signal chain is really quickly, because I know that interests some people, particularly if they are prospective podcasters. So here we go. My mixer is a Yamaha MG06. That's also where my mic is plugged into. My mic is being boosted by a head. And the mic itself is a Shure SM58. All that's being recorded, not on my computer, but on a Sony PCM-M10 recorder. I'm looking at it right now, and it's a glowing orange in the darkened studio. Probably too much information. Anyway, in the pre-show... Okay, let's talk about this. This episode... Although I'm tired, it is a welcome distraction. Because, and I'll keep this short, but we still don't have a car. Haven't replaced the old car. No car at all. Just trying to cope with not having a car. There are still some plumbing problems. This close to Christmas, yeah, I know, great. And, of course, the thing that I've told you about before, the flu-like illness that struck my family, but mostly me, thank goodness, more than my parents. I still have that, I'm still not feeling great. I'm also on an IBS FODMAP diet. Every time I see FODMAP, I see Map. Why they just called it that, that would have been easier to remember. And worst of all, Like many people in the UK, I've suddenly found myself without a dentist. You see, my dastardly dentist removed me from their NHS patient list without warning because NHS patients aren't profitable. They had said since, by mail, after a rather tense scene at the surgery, where I got a bit annoyed, that their practice is now going entirely private, which means, of course... Revised, that is, more expensive, treatment for all. While we in the UK are entitled to NHS-priced treatment, which is cheaper than strictly private treatment, and it does say that right there on the NHS website, try finding a local dentist accepting NHS patients. Again, right there on the NHS's own website. It's very Kafkaesque. I'm praying to Kafka to help me out of this sticky situation. Well, not so sticky because I'm trying to brush my teeth every time I eat anything sticky because I'm afraid of now getting a cavity. And thus, thank God for distraction of podcasting. Got there in the end. Yeah. Things aren't terrible, but they're not great either. But, you know, I don't know. Every Christmas, we have to go through all this, and it has made me think about how I do this podcast. (coughs) Especially talking about all my woes when what I should be doing is trying to cheer myself and you up. Believe me, that opening paragraph was a page. It's now only a few lines. So, I have made an effort. I will continue to make an effort to cheer us all up. Okay. Today, we have a lot of science fiction, fantasy, and horror to talk about, but also a lot of off-topic stuff to talk about, which might be of interest to you. It is still fairly geeky, so let's do that first, and then I'll come back to the science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Okay, in off-topic media, let's do that. I watched some films and television. Let me tell you about that now. I finally saw The Killer. Yes, David Fincher's 2023 violent comic book-based Netflix adaptation about the hitman on the lam. A fairly high-concept concept. David Fincher... If you're more knowledgeable than me, you'll know exactly his background. I wasn't aware of everything he'd done, but of course I'd heard the name. I looked him up. Alien 3, 7, The Game, amongst other movies. I liked 7 and The Game. Alien 3, it's okay. Anyway, back to The Killer. In The Killer, we find out that being an elite killer isn't all it's cracked up to be. You see, after enjoying the ill-gotten gains, all that blood money, and that addiction to murder, you can still cock it up and then compel the bad guys to come after your family. And that's what happens in the killer. He botches the sniper assassination, and his customers are not pleased. In the killer, Michael Fassbender, impressively though pointlessly, I felt Methodax, the perfectly banal assassin. He dresses like an anonymous German tourist and each day does yoga and eats exactly 10 grams of yummy muck protein for less than one euro. Mmm, what a bargain. Okay, what do I think? Well, look, there is this constant. Michael Fassbender voiceover which makes his philosophy seem deeper than it is because when you actually hear him talking about McDonald's and all this stuff it just sounds a bit like if he wasn't Michael Fassbender if it was me saying all those things it would sound kind of shallow There is some good close-quarters combat that I quite enjoyed, though it is noticeable that the young, big, beastly man waits for the older star, Fassbender, to hit him. (laughs) There's one particular move where he blocks and then waits to be hit. (coughs) That reminded me strongly of similar scenes in Nobody and John Wick. Yes, they are actors, but (laughs) there is a point at which you're no longer a convincing ninja. In summary, yeah, the killer, enjoyable enough, and fairly forgettable. Next, Mr. Monk's last case. If you remember Monk, the detective show created by Andy Breckman and starring Tony Shalhoub, for the USA Network, it ran from 2002 to 2009. Well, it returned as a treat for fans of the show like me. It came back on Peacock TV this year for this one-off TV film. In this film, Monk pauses in his plan to commit suicide to investigate the death of Trudy's daughter's fiancé, an investigative journalist about to expose a billionaire as a murderer. That is quite a change from the end of the last episode of the TV show in 2009, where things were looking up for Monk. Here, he's back down there, having a bit of a crisis again which I thought was refreshing. Although I would have liked to see him a bit happier. The thing about Monk is I love the TV show. To some extent, I identify with his many issues. You've heard about my issues on this podcast. And to see someone so weakened but not bowed and excelling is empowering. When you mix comedy and great characters into a Columbo-like how-done-it-cozy, watching Monk, for me, is non-drug therapy. The film itself feels like uh, simply an extended version of the typical episode. The murderer is a thinly-veiled caricature Of Jeff Bezos, but stingingly, (laughs) this guy actually has some engineering expertise in building rockets, unlike Bezos. Though, as I've already said, as a fan of the show, I enjoyed it, and it was a nice treat. So, thank you, Tony Shalhoub, for Mr. Monk's last case. Next, let us move on to TV and Vigil. In pod 402, I reviewed season one about a murder aboard a submarine. Season two of the BBC tech-oriented cop thriller, techno-thriller, I suppose, is out, and I gave it a quick glance. I watched about two episodes... The theme of out-of-control killer drones was topical and mildly interesting, and the beginning scene was right out of Blue Thunder. That being said, I don't think this is for me. I had my fill with the first season. I don't think I'll be following this along, but it's not bad for a above-average techno-thriller. I feel that had Michael Crichton still been alive he would be writing stuff like this perhaps and that's vigil okay moving on to slow horses (laughs) i know i'm a bit late to the game here i thought i'd give the much lauded gary oldman spy thriller on apple tv a try oh dear I had to just turn off my amp, which I left on again. Hopefully that hasn't introduced too much hiss to what you're listening to. Uh, where was I? Yeah, okay, this. Slow horses. In season one from 2022, <laughs> a year late, we see a young MI5 officer cock up the simulated arrest of a suicide bomber at Stansted Airport in the UK. And then, because of that, his punishment is to be assigned to a department for MI5 failures. Thereupon, he and his second-rate spies are drawn into various topical plots. There's a plot about right-wing terrorists, and there's uh, another plot about Russian sleepers. I would say that the premise is ridiculous. (laughs) I do not know how MI5 works. I have my suspicions. I'm a John le Carre fan. And I have been a civil servant. So from what I know from that very limited viewpoint... I know for a fact that there's room enough for incompetence within the Civil Service without the need to invent a special office for (laughs) no-hopers. Yeah, look, if you've been in the Civil Service, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not exactly the centre of excellence. (coughs) And now I want to kill myself for using the phrase centre of excellence. Sorry about that. Despite that, I did enjoy the rumpled suits, fag ends and booze of Gary Oldman's hygienically challenged, working class George Smiley light. I enjoyed less The slick action of spooks, which this attempts to emulate. The overall stupidity of any government-run operation struck me as something very familiar and depressing. (laughs) So they probably got that bit right. And that's Slow Horses. I don't know whether I'm going to watch season 3. I think I've had my fill of it. Two seasons anyway, and that's what I've been watching over the last few days. Box-setted when I couldn't sleep, and I was snorting and coughing and choking. <coughs> Next, Tex Explore. It's very hard to spell that out, so I'll do that. T-E-C-H-X-P-L-O-R-E. Like a lot of nerds in the UK, I enjoy science and technology shows. I have followed shows like the BBC's Tomorrow's World until they criminally axed the show. I have watched most of Click and Channel 5's The Gadget Show. And now added to the BBC roster is Click's Paul Carter's Explore Uh, Paul Carter was a member of the Click cast of presenters. Was, is, I think. He still is. And now he's got this show of his own. Three episodes have been released so far, exploring tech throughout the world. After the fiasco of COP28, the series' globe-trotting positivity and heavy focus on green tech... Appeals to me greatly. We need a bit of good news. And that's Text explore on BBC iPlayer. Next, Voyage to Mars, The Longest Goodbye. This is Ido Mirazi's 2023 documentary, which explores how astronauts will cope with extended absence from home and confinement on a mission to Mars. NASA human factors department psychologist, other experts and astronauts talk about their experiences, about simulations into long-term isolation, how robotics might help, hibernation. Yes, human hibernation is being looked at. I was particularly taken with the robot Simon, that Simon starting with a C instead of an S, which stands for Crew Interactive Mobile Companion, who runs Ubuntu and IBM's Watson Natural Language Processing. I found the documentary fascinating, though, and this isn't the first time I've wondered about this, are the typical astronauts Those well-adjusted, family-type, high-flying team players. The ideal candidates for long missions and solitude? Shouldn't we be selecting loners? I think one good example from science fiction is Larry Niven's individualistic, belter, single-ship asteroid miners and pilots. Yeah, I just wonder if NASA need to rethink their methodology of selecting crew. Next, Smart City Robotic Challenge. A few years ago, I gave a largely unfavorable review of the annual event, saying that the participants did little to engage my city while holding the competition in a very public and well-known area. Frankly, I felt a little excluded ...by the international event. Back in September this year, the event was held here again... ...and what a difference! As I walked towards the display area, I was immediately approached by, I think... ...the same man I spoke to the last time... ...and was warmly greeted and inundated with useful information. There was also more outward-facing display stands and participants actively interacted with the public. It was really nice to see children being fascinated by robots and also children's parents and people without children as well. Everyone seemed to be getting into what they were doing. And I had a nice chat with a chap who had one of those boston robotic type robots it was interesting talking about this stuff because when i dug into what this thing was running and how it ran and how autonomous it was i realized how far we've got to go to get to true ai so if you're reading Alarming articles by experts saying, oh, it's the end of the world. Well, no, it isn't. Not yet. We've got a long way to go before our robot overlords take over. <laughs> it's a very appropriate subject for this week's pod as well, as you'll find out soon. Okay, that is it for the off-topic geek stuff. Let us now talk about science fiction fantasy on horror. Let us SOON talk about science fiction fantasy on horror, because now I really need a break. Whew. See you in a moment. Okay, I am back. (coughs) Ah, where were we? Yeah, that Smart City Robotic Challenge was the last thing I was talking about. I do wonder whether my negative previous comments were noted and had an effect. I don't think my podcast is that important, but I can't tell. Whatever the case, I definitely appreciated the new approach. Okay, as promised, though, let us move on to science fiction, fantasy, and horror. (coughs) Robotics was a good segue into our next topic, because that is the movie The Creator. This is Gareth Edwards' latest 2023 film. Gareth Edwards, Monster, Godzilla, Rogue One, The Star Wars Story. This movie flips the script on Terminator, with Americans playing the part of robot-hating genocidal maniacs. The creator co-stars the beautifully typecasted and beautiful Emma Chan of Channel 4's Humans, that TV show from 2015 to 2018 in which she played a robot. In this, however, she plays a human rebel daughter of of a brilliant roboticist. This movie is surprisingly a delightful diatribe of anti Americanism, which is entirely produced by Western companies and released by 20th century studios with not a hint of Chinese money, as far as I can tell. Which is what I, and probably most people watching this, thought. In The Creator, Americans persecute robots after falsely blaming Robokine for nuking an American city. Into this World War III global theatre, Nazi-like American special forces attempt to track down and murder the ultimate weapon... A robot child created by robo-loving New Asia. And yeah, New Asia? I don't know where that is either. It's just vaguely Asia. An ex-Special Forces spy switches sides and protects the Golden Child until the dastardly Americans can be stopped from blowing the crap out of everything they don't like, because, as they say, and this is a repeated refrain, it's not real, it's just programming. The Creator is a fairly average, though very good-looking film, where it is impossible not to take the side of the robots against the nasty Americans. What a refreshing and realistic change America you had it a long time coming, <laughs> okay, look, I don't have anything against Americans, but it is interesting that they took this tact in this film. It's different. Had the New Asians been the villains and the Americans the heroes, no one would have blinked uh, an eyelash. so we say an eyelash or an eyelid. Do you blink an eye? I don't know it doesn't matter. But this way round, man, it has stirred things up. (laughs) And that is the creator. Okay, moving away from tech to the occult with Mayfair witches. Excuse me a moment. I've got a break because I've got a terrible witch on my back now. Unbelievable. Sorry, one second. As well as having to scratch, I had to cough my guts out there. Oh, okay, Mayfair Witches. Perhaps doing this podcast right now wasn't such a good idea, but look, let me soldier on. Mayfair Witches is Anne Rice's Lives of the Mayfair Witches, series of books adapted for screen and available from 2023 on AMC, and BBC iPlayer in the UK. In Mayfair Witches, a powerful young psychic struggles to control her powers, while various forces seek to protect, control, or possess her. The story tells too much too soon, thus spoiling the mystery. Central is a supposedly seductive demon, who, I'm sorry, but isn't that much of a handsome devil, although, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, objectively, I don't think he's that good looking, this chap who plays the uh, demon called Lasher, not much of a spoiler, you find that out fairly soon, no offence to the actor. And with all those things, I'd say that it's a pity, as I enjoy the idea of this. And the lead actress, Alexandra Daddario, is lovely. And anything by Anne Rice usually appeals to me. But in this case, not so much. I watched the first two or three episodes, and I thought, I'm out. It's not bad. It's just... Very, very conventional, considering the subject matter. Witches possessed by demons. You would have thought, yeah, more mystery. And that's Mayfair Witches. Next, Platform 7. This is an ITVX 2023 supernatural thriller about a ghost trying to solve the mystery of her death on Platform 7 of a train station. Yep. In this, she apparently jumps in front of a train and then splat. Platform 7 is engaging at first, then engrossing, but ultimately traumatic, as it morphs from a ghost story into a tale of unseen abuse. Jasmine Jobson is otherworldly, in the starring role, and Phil Davis does his usual creepy turn. That's Platform 7, available on ITVX in the UK, a 2023 supernatural thriller. My mother found this independent of talking to me. She found it herself and seemed to enjoy it. So okay, that's a recommendation from Mum. <coughs> The reason I have so much to talk about tonight is because I've been ill and I haven't been able to go out much. I've been watching a lot of TV. This is the result. Moving on to more television. This time, Ray Bradbury Theatre. And the episode, The Town Where No One Got Off. That's a slightly unfortunate title. <laughs> And no, it's about something completely different. Written and introduced by the prolific cult genre author, Ray Bradbury, and directed by Don McBrutty? I don't know who that is. This was episode four of season four, broadcast on the 22nd of February, 1986, on the USA Network. It is currently available free in the UK on Roku, alongside all the other episodes of the show. So if you want to box set it, you can. In this episode, we have a story about an idealistic but unsuccessful author, played by Jeff Goldblum, who is baited in a conversation by a fellow passenger into getting off at what he believes to be an idyllic rural town instead of the pastoral he finds a miserable unfriendly town and a man stalking him in the hope of finding the perfect murder victim the author turns the tables on this man saying that he too got off here hoping to find someone to kill In reality, I can't see how this would work. A stranger in a strange town might not be missed locally, but would hardly be inconspicuous and would stick out like a sore thumb. It's a gaping plot hole that you could drive a locomotive through. Or perhaps a John Deere tractor. That's rural. Slightly creepy, though typically of most Ray Bradbury stories, it relies more on poetic prose than plot. And I'm saying that as a fan of Ray Bradbury. Although I'm glad he's not around to hear me say this, because he was a notoriously prickly man with critics. Jeff Goldblum resembles Seth Brundle of The Fly, (laughs) with his generic tweed jacket and clothes. He's wearing chinos rather than dark wool trousers, but you get the idea, that kind of casual, smart, nerdy fellow. So it's not quite Seth Brundle of the Fly yet, which was released later that year, but you can see the resemblance of both those characters. Ray Bradbury Theatre is better than average TV, with many well-written stories starring renowned actors. If you like something British like Tales of the Unexpected, you'll probably like this. And you can give that a try if you have access to a Roku streaming stick or USB plug-in thingy. (coughs) Let's move on to... More TV, and this is just a follow-up on the 2023 Doctor Who specials. Uh, I just wanted to talk for a moment about this whole thing about bi-generation. According to Russell T. Davies on the commentary version of The Giggle, this bi-generation, or splitting, of The Doctor from David Tennant to David Tennant and Shuti Gatwa at the same time, is something that's gone up and down the timeline, making all the Doctor's previous regenerations by generations. That aspect of the giggle, the final 2023 special, if it's true, it's a pointless way of creating a Marvel Simulatic Universe-style multiverse of Doctors, because the Doctor is, of course, a time traveler. <laughs> We've already seen his timelines cross before, without the contrivance of the bi-generation device, and also, I'm sick of saying bi-generation, and I hope to God generation is not a word that will end up in the Oxford English Dictionary. It is a terrible word. And now we've got to put up with Hooniverse and by generation. Thanks, RTD. Maybe this whole thing is Russell T Davies excitedly trotting out a lot of nonsense off the top of his head. Even though he doesn't strike me as a frivolous chap but who knows, maybe he's so happy to be back that he's going all stream of consciousness and just saying anything without really thinking. Though it doesn't seem like he's that kind of person, does it? So I don't know, I don't know. I don't like that whole up and down the timeline thing, though. Seems silly and needless, and a bit hubristic (laughs) that you want to change Doctor Who that much. Uh, I think the Time's Children thing was far more groundbreaking than saying this. Oh, God. And now we're going to end up talking about the Cartmel master plan. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. Yeah. The whole Timeless Children thing and Sylvester McCoy saying, that's the direction it would have gone had I remained. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've got to say at this point, this isn't a Doctor Who podcast. I do talk about classic Doctor Who and the revisit. But lately, I've been talking about New Who far too much. So I'll wind this down now. Oh. I don't know what to make of it. Other that I am glad I'm not a New Who podcaster. I am happy to stick with being a classic old Who podcaster and let everyone else argue over the latest New Who controversy. I do sincerely hope, though, that Shooty Gatwa gets a fairer shot than Jodie did. It would be a pity to repeat past mistakes. Okay. Leaving Doctor Who behind yet again. Oh God, I am talking about Doctor Who until I'm blue in the face. Okay, next. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, Graveyard Rats. Last year, in pod 464, I talked about Guillermo del Toro's schlocky Netflix TV show, but I wasn't very nice about it. This is an example of how I can change my mind. <laughs> Blame it on sickness, change in character, God knows what, but something's changed and I don't find it as bad as I initially thought it was because on seeing the second episode, because as I said, I haven't been out much. Today, in fact, was probably the first time I've been out in about a week. And just walking down the road made me very tired, cough a lot, and covered myself in sweat. And yeah, I just haven't been out, so I've been looking around for things to see, and this was one of them. I thought I'd go back and give it a try. And it is... okay. The second episode, replete with grave robbers, rats, and even more gore, and hidden ritualistic horror, and crazy creature design, and amazing sets. All those things have made me change my mind. (laughs) I've now come to appreciate it, rather than denigrating it, as a vehicle for the well-executed Grand Guignol end piece. Yes, it is pretty damn good. So... I've changed my mind. Sorry about that, Guillermo. I don't know what happened. Maybe I'm now undead or something. Okay. (sighs) Before I literally keel over and die, we have come to the end. I've just got one after show subject, or rather a few bundled into one. More informative than anything else. Okay then. Thanks to that flu thing that I've been suffering from, and you can hear me suffering from, I'm still only 33% Roy, which frankly isn't saying much to begin with. So, writing the show notes for this episode, was difficult to say the least. But I'm determined not to let the universal seasonal buggeration get me down. You know what Christmas is like. In fact, you wouldn't believe what I went through to redirect my more miserable content to Null in this episode. And you wouldn't also believe what I went through not to get sued by David Bowie's estate for saying you wouldn't believe what I went through. (laughs) Ah, okay, look, the functional 33% of Roy has taken a long hard look at the other 77% and found it wanting. My illness has made me reconsider this show, and you will definitely see a change in content and tone over the next few weeks. Generally speaking, regarding my podcast, and I know I've repeated myself before, but it is a bit confusing, so I'm going to talk about this very briefly. The podcast comes in two flavours. Though I haven't stuck strictly to my own guidelines, these are the two formats I try to stick to. The first and original is a show exactly like this one tonight a magazine style show casually reviewing science fiction, fantasy, and horror media. Short reviews, that is. The second type of show that I do is much more focused and is a detailed review or vintage media revisit of a single item of science fiction, fantasy, or horror media. (laughs) That much has not changed. That's the way it always was. The most important change, though, is that I want to cheer myself up and my listeners not send us all scurrying for therapy. (laughs) By the way, I have some therapy booked up for the new year. That's another subject entirely. (laughs) That is the reason for the change in tone from tonight. I hope I've managed that. I know I complained at the beginning of the show, but I hope I haven't sunk into uh, hellish (laughs) mire. I hope I've tried to uplift the tone a little. Even if everything that I talk about isn't always happy. You know what I'm saying. I just want this to be somewhere where you can go and I can go and have a good time. We deserve that. Please don't think of my delivery as artificial, but it's an effort to be the person I genuinely am, not the Grinch lurking in the background. gone, Grinch! Oh, God, will I now be sued by the Dr. Seuss estate? Have you been reading about that? (laughs) Or have you seen anything about that on the internet? Oh, man, those guys do not like other people using their property in any way, shape or form, do they? Wow, just talking about it, I should be safe. (coughs) Oh, by the way... There's something else you might have noticed. I used to include time-sensitive news, but I have moved... Sorry about that, another interruption from traffic. Yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, I used to include time-sensitive news, but I've moved on to mostly evergreen content. So if you're... Listening to an episode and thinking, hey, this stuff's out of date. Now, that's probably a quite old episode. Now I try to make content about things that interest me, irrespective of timeliness. So you can listen to them at any time. Which makes sense. Because I do talk about Doctor Who a lot, and his respect for the time stream is... As you heard at the top of the show, I've also tweaked the opening and closing audio metadata, making it more informative, and also because Mauritians and people of a Mauritian background hate short goodbyes. That's why this thing seems to go on forever at the end of the show. So that positivity I was aiming for, and I hope is coming through tonight. I hope, despite that complaint about dentists, what can I do? It's a thing that's happening. I hope that also goes for our Christmases, not just podcasting. Although I am again behind with the kipple shuffling and the Christmas preparations... Christmas will happen at Castle Rheinstein and it will be good. This year, Father Blumus, <laughs> Santa's cool, but Sado brother, can get sage and onion stuffed. Did you hear that, Father Blumus? Get stuffed. <coughs> and that... My friends, is it. I don't know whether I'll speak to you before Christmas. I'll certainly speak to you after Christmas to talk about Shooty's first episode. After that, I will leave New Who behind and get back to talking about Old Who and also back to talking about Hammer House of Horror. I haven't forgotten about that revisit either. If you want to catch up with the Hammer House of Horror revisit that started over Halloween, I'm now up to episode 4. So the next episode will be episode 5 of 13. So you still have time to catch up. If you want to catch up with my Doctor Who revisit, well, then you've got quite a lot of catching up to do. Because I started that back in 2014. (laughs) But if you do start listening to that, let me know. (coughs) And that... My friends, is it. The show is made by me. I'm Roy Matour, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Podcast. If you want to find the hashtag for that on Twitter, it is simply hashtag C-R-R-R-R-S. This was episode 516 taped on Tuesday, the 19th of December, 2023, but ending on Wednesday, the 20th of December, 2023, at 010030. As always, my friends, thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!